There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Are you ready to take charge of your health journey? Look no further than Trinity School of Natural Health. With their flexible online programs, you can receive the comprehensive education you need to care for your loved ones or step into the thriving field of natural health. Why choose Trinity? Because their programs offer more than just coursework. You'll interact with experienced instructors, connect with like-minded peers, and even participate in optional live events to hone your skills. If you've ever thought about becoming a certified natural health professional, the CNHP program at Trinity School of Natural Health is the perfect certification course. You'll equip yourself with the knowledge and skills to make a real difference in the lives of others. Turn your passion for natural health into a rewarding career. Visit trinityschool.org today to learn more about the Certified Natural Health Professional Certification Program. Go to trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Trinity School of Natural Health. Transform your life. Transform the world. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection, and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. Welcome back to more to it, the show that takes a deep dive into the biggest stories in sports, entertainment, and culture. Start with headline news and then journey to deeper conversations. Always finding those life lessons that are presented in every single story. I'm your host, Marcel Swally. That dude got that lean look right now. I might have the cheat code to how to get back to being fit. I weigh less than I did when I got drafted, but it just don't look the same. But I'm still feeling amazing. I know you guys are as well, and I want to thank you for your viewership on Brinks TV and Reese TV and your membership, Wiley's World YouTube, where we're going to have Friday Swag Away. This week's Friday Swag Away, Coach doing like this. Y'all know when Coach do that, he like, run it back. Run it back. All right, damn it. I'm going to give you another book autographed and signed. But this time when you open up some of the pages, magically delicious treats will fall out of it. I don't know what I'm going to put in there. Some playing cards, some hookup. Every time I give you something, I'm just going to throw a little extra on it. So a little hot sauce coming with the book. So look forward to you guys trying to win that. But you got to be a member. So you know how we start off every show with what's up with that dude. Well, last night... I was hanging out with Allison Felix. Yep, Allison Felix. And yep, she still looked fast as hell, right? We know who she is, the most decorated U.S. track athlete ever. Most decorated Olympian ever. Yes, Allison Felix from right here, L.A. So respect to her. I went to the West Coast Sports Associates WSA event last night. Amazing event. And she got an award. Did an amazing thing. I got to thank my guy, Johnny Hisu from Preferred Bank, who invited me and my wife out. And we showed up and showed out. It was a great event. Watching Allison have a Q&A with Roy Firestone. Y'all remember him? Damn. 
He said he's interviewed like 6,000 athletes before. And I was like, yeah, I think I know all of them because I used to watch him faithfully. So it was a great time, great conversation. Only sticking point, you know I got to point this out. They asked Allison about racing against transgender athletes, basically. And I thought Allison, who was talking to all this defensive of, she was defending women and defending the moms and the maternity suit and Nike and left them, started her own shoe line. And I was like, oh, Allison about to tell it. And Allison said she's about inclusion. And that was it. So, you know, that's the sophisticated way of laying down the answer of not really going to step into that one right now. But I think Allison Felix's fastest time is like 21.8, something like that in the 200. Let me just tell you, um, <laughs> it, it's some high school boys that's going to get that. So you better be careful where this conversation could lead. Allison 2.0, 3.0, cause they won't be able to compete. That's all I said, but I got so much love for her. She is a true woman of the sport. Great ambassador. Also this morning woke up, went to basketball camp. It wasn't for me, even though I need some skills, took little MJ there, came back. The girls in the backyard having a princess camp. So I go back there. It's like a fairy tale land with all these little itty bitty girls running around in all these dresses. And I had to put the pool gate up so to make sure none of them fall in. I don't know who can swim, who can't. So it was just a crazy morning for me right now, but I am here for you guys. So now it's time to get into the show. And speaking of somebody who was there for you, Travis Kelsey got his boy back, Pat Mahomes. Travis Kel Kelsey says to Jamar Chase, don't ever disrespect Mahomes. You know where that's from, colors right there. And he said the back and forth between the rivals between Kelsey and Chase started after the Bengals quarterback, Joe Burrow, who ain't even in this beef right now, said this month that Mahomes was the best quarterback in the NFL. And there's no argument to make until someone can knock him off. Case dismissed, right? Nope. We got to reopen this case right now because Chase is on the case. And he got Burrow's back even more than Burrow got his own back, right? Don't you laugh when somebody does that? Like, they, they go extra hard for you. And you're like, dog, I ain't tripping like that. No, 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 dog. you be like, no, dog. I know you love me, but you ain't got to be unrealistic about it. Well, Chase went all the way with it. He says that Joe Burrow should be at the top of the list. And when he was told of his teammate's opinion, Chase made this statement. He said, Pat, who? Y'all hear that? He said, Pat, who? I said, oh, snap. We got some real beef here. It may have been in tongue in cheek, but still the fact it came out your mouth. Pat, who? So now we know what Kelsey's going to do with that. Kelsey went on his podcast and was just sitting there like, look, it is what it is, dog. Who doesn't love some good locker room banter, man? Shout out to Jamar Chase for holding it down for his quarterback. Anytime somebody say shout out to somebody or they give them all they love, you know the butt statement is coming, right? But don't you ever disrespect Pat Mahomes. Now, if you want to talk your shit, talk your shit, pimp. Just better back it up. Now, Travis Kelsey oozes the swag that everybody says. He is a straight up G with his, right? So he even had to hit him with the pimp. He was like, dog, do what you do. Just make sure you're going to show up when it's time to go get it. So, you know, he ain't the only one on the show. It's two Kelsey's. And his brother said, I thought it was a little bold. Uh, he's a two-time league MVP, two-time Super Bowl MVP. To say Pat who is like, I don't know about that. So we know that Mahomes went out there last year and balled out of control. 
led them to their second Lombardi trophy, as well as him just leading the NFL and QBR, some made-up statistic that is like the casserole of all stats. And then uh, he just balled out once again. So where are you guys on this situation? Whose side are you on? You on Kelsey or Chasey? Let me tell you what I'm thinking. Because Chase did the typical. And Kelsey is like, look, I could take it to another level. I was going to let this be, let this ride, but then, dog, how you going to disrespect the dude even if you got jokes? Because even jokes got an ounce of truth to it. So in the efforts of supporting your quarterback, would you say something that was unrealistic, ignorant, dumb, wrong? Would you just go to that point? Because then does even your quarterback feel like you got his back? Does Joe Burrow, who just said, Pat Mahomes is the dude, and then you say, no, you the dude, where does Joe Burrow take that? Like, he's like, dog, I don't need none of that. Like, I don't need even get in that conversation. Let me keep my energy and fuel to trying to get that dude off of the throne. So I've been on teams before. You got to go out there. It's the podium talk, we say. You're just sitting there, and you're going to say everything that everybody expects, even when you don't expect it, right? Who said it this week? Um, they were talking about... Jordan Love. What are they talking about Jordan Love and said, oh, he's the best quarterback in the league. Like, when it doesn't land in reality, it ain't even props. It ain't even support. It's just hot air right now. So I want to see what you guys think about this in the comments as well. And do you think Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL? I have to go there as well. Even though I know Justin Herbert's my favorite, Pat Mahomes the best. Or do you go with Burrow? Let's see what those comments talking about on this topic. Who you with? Chase? Or Kelsey. Thank you for your viewership. Brings TV, Reads TV, and your membership. Why this world, YouTube. Somebody gonna win this. Bestseller. Amazon said it. Yep, I know what it is. It is my book. Jeff Bezos even stamped this. Magic Johnson right here, Bruce Smith, and it's gonna be in your hands if you're a Wiley's World member. Friday swag away. Let's get into the story right now because um, I think I'm about to throw up about what I'm about to read right now, even though I got so much love for Rob Parker, in part because he went to Columbia as well. But boy, man, we are disagreeing on this one right here. So Rob Parker leaves a hot take boot camp for former players saying it's OK to be wrong. USC gave him the facility, the venue in the prestigious Annenberg School for Communication and Journalism. I have spoken there many a times as well. It is next level prestigious. Turns out a lot of future journalists. Well, Rob Parker was there and he just finished hosting this annual Broadcaster U with a bunch of NBA alums, all right? And they were getting a crash course in hot takery from polarizing Fox Sports host Rob Parker, which is crazy because I don't think of him as polarizing, but now if you're going to give a damn summit on hot takes, guess what the title's going to be? You are polarizing. So he says it's okay to be wrong. Advising his students to lean into conflict with memeable opinions that incite visceral responses from viewers watching on the edge of their seat. Yeah, we are talking about sports media right now. He says, quote, if we all agree that LeBron's the greatest player ever, what conversation are we having? 
Do you know what I mean? <laughs> There's nothing going on here and no one's going to watch it. Yeah, I think we do know what you mean, Rob. And we do know that people still will watch even if you don't have to give them something that is a hot take. So what Rob is talking about, he's going to discuss further and later. But I want you guys to take notice to every word about this because this is where you guys are being misled. So when asked if his takes were genuine or contrived, Parker said him and Chris Broussard, his co-host on the Odd Couple, salute to both dogs, flesh out their arguments before going to air, only debating topics that they disagree on. Now, you guys watch my show faithfully. I know you do. I've told you guys this before. They don't go in there and say, you believe blue, you believe red. Now go in there and fight and don't make purple, right? They don't do that. They say, what do you feel? And then they just keep asking both until they get enough of a rundown, enough of a show, enough topics where all of a sudden we got 10 that they disagree on. Now that may take you 10 out of 10, or that may take you a hundred tries to find those 10 that you authentically organically disagree about. All right. So that's the concept about this, right? So they go to air with their beefs, with their disagreements, and that's how you have a show that is built. Okay, now he admitted to being uncomfortable with this concept. Who is he? One of the students, a journeyman center they call him, his name is Odais, who was there trying to take in the knowledge so he could make the transition to media. And he was sitting there like, uh, a little overwhelmed by the ethical dilemma of voicing a contrarian opinion merely for the sake of argument. Now, I am a contrarian by nature, why? Because everyone tells me I am. I don't think I am, I just don't go with the herd. Like, I read holy books, it said, you know, the gates to heaven are narrow and few come between. So when you hear that, it's like, I ain't going where everybody go, why? Because that ain't where heaven is, I'm going where heaven is. So y'all go this way, y'all zig, I'm a zag, maybe that's, I'm a natural contrarian. But he also showed some similar trepidation as well. Barton talked about it, another guy in the seminar who was critical of the debate format. And he said, I don't care how popular it is and how it's been in recent years. Here's his quote. If you haven't played, you don't really know what the guy's going through. I feel like a lot of guys try to do that so they could go viral or feel like they're a bigger asset to whatever company they're working with because it's entertainment. Now, what he said is accurate, and what he said could be misconstrued as he's taking a shot. But in reality, he just told you that the reason a lot of these guys are incentivized to throw out a hot take, even if it's not necessarily the most authentic take, is because we're trying to have a polarizing dynamic. Y'all know what batteries look like to get the energy from a battery. What do you need? A positive and look at the butt of that battery, a negative, right? That's how you get the juice. That's how these shows get the juice. No matter how you think about it, edutainment is the blend of entertainment and education. So it's interesting reading through these articles and some of the comments that uh, the sports media that has taken so many forms we know that Stephen A. Smith is the top dog, if not one of the, and a pioneer of the debate genre. Uh, it turns out hot takes. That's what he does. You can say if it's contrived or not. What he does is he takes what he sees as a truth, whether it's his truth or not, 
and then he's going to put some spice on it and sell it to the public, right? And he sells it with conviction. He sells it in a performative form. He sells it to the point where you, even if you don't believe it, you're intrigued or maybe even entertained by his opposing beliefs. And then all of a sudden, those beliefs just continue to grow until you have an audience, right? So we all know that this can be problematic because the culture is going to now be based on something that is not solid, that is not true, that that is not real, right? So it's kind of muddying the discourse by rewarding the loudest voice in the room. The unfortunate reality is that it's going to be here and it's here to stay. A necessary evil in a business that increasingly prioritizes entertainment over nuanced analysis, right? So I warned y'all, I told y'all, and now Rob Parker's out there giving permission slips, telling everybody, look, this is how it goes. He goes to a prestigious institution that's going to groom some of our best future journalists and gives them the receipts. Hey, this is how you crank out hot takes, like you cranking that soldier boy, right? Here you go, here you go. This is how we make gremlins. We don't have to wet them, nope. We don't have to feed them after midnight, nope. You know what we got to do? Just let somebody who is respected and esteemed like Rob Parker say, it's okay. Here's your permission slip to say something that may not be true, may not be real to you, but is going to have that effect with the public. So what is your take on hot takes? Do y'all like them? Be real. You know, it's like candy. It's okay. It's bad for you maybe, but shoot, it tastes good. Who mad at that, right? You don't have to give the vegetable response to this. If you like hot takes, let me know why you like hot takes in the comments. Thanking you, viewership. Y'all know where it is. Brings TV, Reese TV membership. Y'all know where it is. YouTube, Wildest World. Y'all know what this is. This is a bestseller. Well, since I have a few of them in my closet, I'm going to hook y'all up. And I got some pens and Sharpies. I'm going to tag this up. Graffiti style. West Side neighbor. I ain't going to get in trouble right now. Let's talk about ESPN's Malika Andrews, who sparks major controversy during the NBA draft. All right. And here's the headline. I saw the start of the article. I was like, good Lord, what she done did to y'all people's out chill. It says, when it comes to bringing up a player's negatives during an exciting time in their life, nobody can do it better than Malika Andrews. I said, ooh, you got me like Chappelle. Ooh. What is that? And I had to read further. Let's talk through this for him right now. So leading up to the NBA draft, many question whether ESPN would address the elephant in the room. Like, I mean, if it's an elephant in the room, shouldn't you talk about it? Like, who are you going to try and get some room around it? Like, yeah, you're supposed to talk about the damn elephant in the room. That's a crazy statement in itself. And acknowledge the controversy surrounding Alabama forward Brandon Miller whose role in the murder investigation dominated the news cycle for weeks on end. Y'all remember that? We talked through that on this show as well. Well, he was cleared of wrongdoing and Miller was not charged with any crime. We also talked about that on this show as well, where the accusation is always going to be louder than the apology. Well, his proximity to his teammate Darius Miles on the night Jamia Jonay Harris was fatally shot and the alleged murder weapon was belonging to Miles, was retrieved from Miller's car hours earlier. Y'all caught all that. Raised some questions, casting a dark cloud over Alabama's March Madness run. So uh, he got drafted second overall, Charlotte Hornets. 
Um, they were concerned about it, of course, but also they're like, well, he wasn't charged with anything, and the dude is a top talent. Let's go out there and get him, right? So then everyone was kind of looking who's going to cover it, how they're going to cover it, and ESPN was doing the draft. So that person that's covered it was Malika Andrews, who mentioned the scandal in passing during the broadcast. So Andrews will later become the subject of a lot of criticism online. That's how the game goes, with many viewers feeling it was unnecessary to pick up and pick at that scab, rehashing a painful incident from Miller's past that, frankly, by all accounts, wasn't his fault. Oh, I can see somebody typing right now. Yeah, Wiley, let's talk through this one right now. All right, so the counter-argument, let's give the other side, that's what we do on this show, we discuss things, would be that Andrews, credentialed reporter, esteemed journalist, had a responsibility to broach the subject in at least some capacity, right? Also not fair to single her out when ABC devoted as much coverage to it, presenting a graphic with a detailed explanation from Kevin Nagandi, the homie up there as well, right? So it should be noted that Nagandi comments were different than Andrew's comments because Andrew's made her comments during the pre-draft show and not during the actual event. The detail may seem trivial, though it's an important distinction with Andrew's careful not to spoil Miller's moment because a lot of the comments, a lot of you people who were hating on her said she spoiled his moment. Well, she got there before y'all got there and said, look, I got to do my duty and let you know what you guys are going to watch in fullness. So I just want to know why y'all not giving Malika an inch no more. Now, let me say this. I know when she went at Ime Adoka, even I was like, come on now, calm down, calm down. Like made this way grander of an issue than just covering Ime Adoka. So maybe y'all got fatigued and she got all three strikes out the way on that one pitch, right? Ime Adoka, strike, 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 you're out. Like, I don't want to hear nothing else from Malika Andrews in that space. Is that where you guys are with her? Because I don't know what else. You got to let me know. Holler at your boy. Tell me in the comments what she did to go there and what she did to get here. Here's the thing. When she gets her rundown and she has to talk about Brandon Miller, y'all would feel crazy if she didn't bring up the incident, right? Some of you would. Some faction out there would be like, how you gonna bring that up and bring him up and not bring this up, right? So where do you stand? Like, could she win either way in this situation? I mean, I get the right to criticize anybody in the way they do it. You're like, I don't like it. I don't like how she talk. I don't like how she act. I get all of that. But the fact that she actually spoke through a process that the number two overall pick just went through and it was off the court and it was headline news, y'all can't cut her no slack on that one? I would in that situation. So imagine if she did sweep it under the rug, just kept on pushing. Like Brandon Miller, Alabama beast, long wingspan, number two overall pick, much respect to him, seems like an amazing kid, blah, blah, blah. And then I, I know y'all, y'all be having these thought bubbles. Bloop, 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 bloop. Hey, is that, the, is that the same, Brandon? And then, bam, right? So which way should she have played it since y'all got the remote control, since y'all the ones sitting back like, man, or y'all just think she a hater? It, just come out and say it. Look, I think she a hater, and since she a hater, she went out there and did something that wasn't even hateful, but since I think she a hater, I hate it. You can say that all day. Write that in the comments. That was eloquent, I know. But let's just see why everybody got an issue with Malika Andrews. So... I'm learning on this one. I look forward to reading your responses. 
It's Wally World time, but I got to thank you guys for your viewership on Brings TV, Reach TV, and your membership on YouTube, Wally World, where someone on Friday Swag Away is going to run it back and get them an autograph book from your boy, Marcellus Swally. Who that? Me. That's who. Well, let's get into this part of the show right now, my favorite part, because I get to connect with you guys. And let's bring in our first Hall of Fame member. Woo! He made the Hall of Fame. I ain't even make the damn Hall of Fame. Well, oh, look at this dude. Boy, you about to get you. The, the fans going to be looking for you, man. They're going to have to fill out a W-2. You on this show more than me. Let's do it, Cobra. How you feel, brother? Hey, I'm all right, man. Thanks for having me back. I'm I'm back like a bad habit, man. So I'll keep it real, <laughs> real it. short and oh, hold sweet on. today. Hold on. Wait a second. Before we get into it, I ain't in that much a rush. Is that a microphone? Are you here's Cobra? <laughs> Let me see this dude with some uh, duct tape on it. What you doing? Let's go. <laughs> the results are here. You are not the nah. <laughs> nah, cause I, I, I want to step a little away from the camera, and then the microphone wouldn't really hear me. So you know, I had to pull something out. But anyway, all right, man. How you doing? You doing all right? Oh man, all love. About to go talk to these kids, 125 little future athletes. So just tell them all, y'all ain't gonna make it. No, let me stop. Um, have some fun with those kids, man. Let's do it. All right, man. So Elon versus Zuckerberg, right? So I need to know your thoughts on the billionaire brawl fest. So apparently the two of them, they, they're not only talking about it, they're trying to be about it. And Dana White is saying that this could be the biggest fight in history. And I guess the biggest holdup besides Elon mom said like, oh, no, you can't do it. Besides that, Elon is a big boy and his size and weight difference might be too wide. So um, you might have to get him on your cheat code, too, to get him, you know, to slim down a little bit, but what do you think about it? You think it's going to actually happen? Should it happen? Would it happen? Could it happen? What do you think? Yeah, man, great question. We topped it up a little bit about this on the show previously when it hit. Um, look, in life, follow the money. And it's just too much money to deny. And not necessarily to two billionaires, but to everything it will touch, including potential charities, right? So, yeah, it's going to happen. Dana White will not let this go, right? He's going to be all in on making this happen. And it's crazy. The biggest fight ever was not even a real fight. What, UFC or a real fight in boxing? It was the merging of the two. Remember Floyd and Conor? Conor walked... Connor walked away with a hundred million and Floyd walked away with 300 billion. So now these two billionaires are going to up that ante because I want to watch it. I'm sure you do. It's just want to be those celebrity grudge matches. The craziest thing is I got, I got Elon winning, but it's not for real sound reasons. Zuckerberg's a black belt in jujitsu or something like that. He put people to sleep already. So he going to walk in there obviously confident and knowing that he could put Elon to sleep. Now, Elon ain't even going to walk in there. He's going to come from a spaceship from some planet, land right there in the octagon. And then you ever seen Elon Musk? I don't want to. I sound so Hollywood. You ever seen him like out? Oh, That's such an L.A. thing, but I have seen him out. But here's the uh, thing. Nah, you can nah, see him on, on video and you from L.A. So you know what I'm talking about. But he got that. He got that. He got that Figueroa. He got that. He got that, I look a little dip, like, yo, what? he got that cray in him, dog. I think that he, if he has any skill level, that skill level will activate with that, that look. And I wouldn't want to be in there because it only takes one second like that in the octagon. So I would bet, I would bet on Elon, even though Zuckerberg should win. All right, man, go back to work, man, and, and untape your mic and uh, <laughs> 
Call me tomorrow, baby. I'll pick up the phone, homie. Hit your boy. All right, man. Let's do Adrian right now, who uh, I don't think his phone is twisted the right way, but he ain't even trying to go there. He just want to be, uh-oh, there you go. Big dog. Oh, now you went back the other way. Come on, Adrian. Adrian. Let's get it right, Adrian. All right, big dog. Salute. What did it do? What's on your chest? Okay, so my question is, um, <clears throat> when, you, when you're playing ball, y'all got paid like bi-weekly or weekly, right? So how, how did you switch from like going from like in college, not having a job or getting paid bi-weekly or whatever you did to going to the NFL where you, where you got paid weekly? How, and also not being paid in the summertime. Like, how did you manage your money? How did you – I don't get right on get right on that. Yeah, okay. I know where you're going with this, Adrian. Uh, good question because you're like, how you manage your money and how you deal with that and how you go from zero to 100 real quick like Drake. Um, let me just say this. Uh, it, it doesn't take a lot of managing the amount of money you're going to make from college. When you get drafted, you can mismanage that and still have a lot left over. Now, obviously, you continue to mismanage it. You're going to be in a bad situation. You're going to be problematic, but... When you first get that big check, dog, you can't even spend it. You can't even fathom what to buy. Like, you used to go to the mall and then go in the mall and, you know, you buy a couple things and buy some shoes or whatever, $300, $400. Now you get this big old check that's for $3 million and you go to the same mall. Because when you get paid like that, they don't make up new places for you to go. You just can access them or do more when you're there. So it's the same planet. It's the same store, the same JC pennies, but now I don't have pennies. And you walk up in there, and I swear this is what every athlete probably does one time. I'm gonna get it all. I'm ah, oh, ooh, I need these. You got these in size 40? Ooh, I need these. You got these in 14s? And, and then you just look at the register and just rub your belly like, look at me. And then she rings it up. She'll say $3,038. You're like, damn. I still got 2.9 million left. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Point being, it's, it's, it's a crazy dynamic. Now, they pay you, different teams pay you different ways. Some teams pay you weekly. Some teams pay you bi-weekly. Point being, the toughest part about it is not getting that check with commas and commas on it. The problem is, they only pay you during the season. And if you have mismanaged your budget, oh, that offseason going to be hella long, right? And you got to make sure you can make it to the next season when you start getting those checks again. So uh, usually people in regular jobs and situations, they get paid year round so they can budget based on the next check. Well, after January, unless you make the Super Bowl, basically February, everyone's cut off until that next September for a real big check. Could you go February through September without a check? It's going to change how you plan. It's going to change how you budget. Well, hit me tomorrow, Adrian. I look at you. I know you shaking your head like, hell no. Nah. We eating fish sticks. Everybody eating fish sticks from March on. So let's bring in Mikey P right now, my dog, who I've missed, who I haven't seen in a week or so. I was on vacation, not only with the family, but away from Mikey P. But there he is right there. What's up, baby? How you feeling, Mikey P.? Man, what a rough week it was. What a rough week. I miss you, my guy. But my I'm also I pissed that you didn't bring me over. I got lost on that airplane. <laughs> I think you rerouted me somewhere else. Okay? You got I'm convinced lost you sent real. me to the wrong place. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. One way ticket but, to Des Moines, Iowa. That's where I sent you. My bad, Mikey. <laughs> what it do, baby? All right. So back by popular demand. This is crazy news. All right. We're a couple days late on this, but we got to touch on it. Slam ball. Okay. The hashtag bring back slam ball social media movement worked. All right. Yes. Slam ball gets a two-year media rights deal from ESPN with <clears throat> unprecedented national reach. If y'all haven't seen this, picture trampoline basketball mixed with the physicality of football and hockey, okay? That dude, are you pumped that Slam Ball is back? Now, is this a loaded question? I'm just going to ask you that because after you answer, I'm going to say something to you that may blow your mind. Oh, I lost you on audio there for a sec. You're going to have to repeat yeah, that. Yeah, right. You just don't know where I'm going with it. You scared. All right, here we go. Mikey P, <laughs> you know who you're looking at? You're looking at the original announcer of Slam Ball maybe a decade or so ago. I actually covered Slam Ball. And uh, oh, it's crazy because they, they reached out to me like a month ago and in talks of trying to rekindle the relationship and do it again. Oh, it's a fun product, though. Had a couple of friends who actually participated in it as well. Um, know it very well, the entity. Uh, it really is. Like, they're playing basketball mostly. But then all of a sudden, bam, all of a sudden, you turn into Vince Carter on steroids times 10. And you hit these, like, trampolines and yacht. And you're like, what the hell? And boy, when they foul at 50 feet up in the air, y'all been to all those games. I go to Clipper games all the time. And you see, like, between the quarters or halftime show, when the dude hits the trampoline and do all them crazy dunks, that's just a normal play in slam ball. It's insane in terms of the energy and the fun. And it's not trying to mimic the NBA in any version. It's just basketball, which the guys have tremendous hops. So I'm actually really pumped for it, and maybe I'll be out there talking about it. We'll talk. We'll see. That was going to be my next question, but I guess let's let's leave him on that little cliffhanger right there, all right? Let's hook him. Let's hook him, baby. <laughs> all right. All right. Appreciate you, my guy. I appreciate you. My, damn, Mikey P, you only get one. Mikey P, you ain't nothing but a Hall of Fame member. You ain't nobody on this show, Mikey P. You get one question like Adrian. You get one question like Cobra, Cobra Adrian, and Mikey P. Y'all should form a group. Yeah, Mikey P, you ain't no lead singer. That was funny. All right, y'all. Y'all know how we finish every show. We finish it with a Wally-ism. All right. Mm, this is a good one. I think they all are good, but let's talk about this one. My attitude has been, if you fall on your face, at least you're moving forward, right? You ever think about that? Like, interesting. Because a lot of times when we make mistakes or we falter, we feel so much shame, we don't get the lesson from that moment. We don't even respect that we are actually closer to our goal because, ah, oh, I messed up. And I'm trying to coach that out of my kids. Now, it's human behavior, and we're all socialized to think that way, to react that way, to feel that way. But hey, let's make some lemonade in that moment. You lost that game, but hey, what did you learn from that loss? And it's funny because I see it all the time my upbringing, some of the shortcomings. This is the first one I ever had, real talk. I told you guys I played football my first year and I was damn good, but I wasn't the best. That was Stace Bozeman. But that didn't even embarrass me. That didn't even give me shame or anything. That didn't make me fall on my face. The first time I felt like, wow, I fell on my face 
in the athletic realm was when I ran the 100 meters at 11 years old. That was my first track beat ever at Cal State Long Beach. And everybody in L.A. was like, Marcel's the fastest little kid in L.A. Like, you know, one of them street reps. I race your uncle. I race your daddy. I race anybody in your family and smoke them. So this is my first official track meet. And I ain't know the difference between street speed and track speed. So I get out there and I'm the fastest thing since, since Slauson was created. You know what I mean? I'm mm, on your mark. I didn't even know how to get in the blocks. I don't think I did. I just put my hands down and my feet in the turf. Like I'm still going to smoke whoever here. And they said, sit. And I looked. You know, you sit. You're like this. And you're supposed to keep your head down. And I looked to the side and the side. And in my head, I was like, I'm about to smoke these fools. Go. Bow. And I'm out. And I'm out. And I'm in front. And then all of a sudden, that's as fast as I can go. We still have 40 more meters. <laughs> and this sucker next to me by the name of Brian Woodward, he was a fast little dude. Just kept going, kept going, and beat me. I was like, huh, huh. And I was so embarrassed to get my second place trophy. I remember they gave me a trophy, little trophy, just for winning second place in the 100. And I was embarrassed. I didn't even want to grab it. And I was like, who is this Brian Woodward dude? Turns out I had to get out of the 100 because Brian Woodward was going to win that every single time. He had what they call form. Speed, but form and technique. Sucker there, just, I'm fast, I'm fast, I'm doing this, I'm boning out. And he just like, you don't know how to run, do you? Uh-huh. And that's was the first time I realized, wow, I need to work on some things. So it just changed my attitude. Like, all right. When you see somebody better at something, it's okay. Or when you fail at what you wanted to attain. It's all right, dog, as long as you are heading in the right direction. He taught me a valuable lesson. It doesn't matter just how talented you are. You got to build your skills on top of that, right? So technique, form, work habits, preparation. Don't look around at the start line. Get in a proper position, etc. I learned all of that from losing that one race to Brian Woodward. So... My attitude has always been since that moment that if you fall on your face, at least you are moving forward. All right, y'all. That'll do it for more to it. Check the show notes for all the information on our topics today. Today! Want to keep the conversation going? Let's talk. Find me on all socials at Marcellus Wiley. More to it is a production of Dan Patrick Productions, That Dude Entertainment and Workhouse Media. Show is executive produced by Dan Patrick, Marcellus Wiley, Paul Anderson, and Nick Pinella. Thanks for all the love, ratings, and subscriptions, and reviews, membership to Wiley's World on YouTube. Keep it coming because there's more coming for more to it. Talk to y'all hella soon. Are you ready to take charge of your health journey? Look no further than Trinity School of Natural Health. With their flexible online programs, you can receive the comprehensive education you need to care for your loved ones or step into the thriving field of natural health. Why choose Trinity? Because their programs offer more than just coursework. You'll interact with experienced instructors, connect with like-minded peers, and even participate in optional live events to hone your skills. If you've ever thought about becoming a certified natural health professional, the CNHP program at Trinity School of Natural Health is the perfect certification course. You'll equip yourself with the knowledge and skills to make a real difference in the lives of others. Turn your passion for natural health into a rewarding career. 
Visit trinityschool.org today to learn more about the Certified Natural Health Professional Certification Program. Go to trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Trinity School of Natural Health. Transform your life. Transform the world. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. 